Blog Talk Radio. is on. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Colin F. Watson, the HE Diet Coach and Nutrition Plan X expert. Hey, guys. Thanks for being here tonight. Um, I was just on Facebook with my wife. was like, you know you have your post. says it's misspelled. Two words. The same words are spelled twice. I'm like, no, I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised because that's just how I do it. So I have to laugh at myself. There was a time when I didn't laugh at myself. I was actually get very upset and pissed off, and um, I didn't catch these things. But you know what? I just have to. It is what it is. Um, so, guys, thanks for being here. Give me a favor. I was going to do my sound check. Um, it's just a habit I've created over the last seven years of making sure I'm not talking to myself and that my audio is working well. So if you've been here before or it's the first time, do me a favor. Press one on your phone. Um, that tells me you hear me, and it'll put your hand up for a second. And then press 1 again, it puts it down, makes sure the audio is working. And that lets me know that I can talk to you live and you're hearing me. All right, so I saw a flag go up, so I'm assuming one person is hearing me. And if one person's hearing me, that's, that's better than none. All right, so um, I'm going to take that, but that was not an accident. And you are, if my audio is fine, turn my mic up a little bit. Um, so glad you guys are here. I'm going to be covering a topic um, that I've had a conversation I've had more often over the past few weeks than I've had over the past few years, even though I have had this conversation several times, hundreds of times, probably with clients individually, but just so interesting now that I'm coaching two programs that actually work two different ways on the body and they produce two different types of results, um, or the same results, but two different types of ways. How's that? Um, that I'm having different conversations with people about scale weight and how do and how that affects the journey they're on, and so I really thought this is a topic that needs to be talked about because you know uh, my wife will even tell you that she has a very unhealthy relationship with her scale, um, and uh, it's just one of those things she's it's, it's it, it lets she lets it she can let it at times run a world rule a world right and we all have done it at times but you can get a handle on it. If you have a handle on it, it's great, but if you don't have a handle on it, it's got so much power that can actually change the course of your goals, the course of your direction, the course of your, course of your weight loss journey, and in some cases, your life. Um, so we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about some signs that, uh, that will show you that it's pretty evident that you have an unhealthy relationship with your scale, and also we're going to talk about some realistic ways you can really know how well your nutrition plan is working for you and how to use this information to keep you on your keep you on track keep you motivated and inspired versus getting discouraged and disappointed um so that's what the topic is about is uh is your relationship with your scale unhealthy some of you who have an unhealthy relationship with your scale you already know it it's not this is not new to you um but it's not something we talk about it's not something it's kind of something we keep in the closet under you know under wraps because it's really no one really wants to, to admit that they wake up in the morning and, and, how, and whatever they get on the scale and whatever the scale says can literally, in an instant, shift the way they feel about themselves. And that's really what this conversation is about. 
is about letting an inanimate uh, object that costs about 20 pounds at Target to literally control your life to the point where it literally sucks your self-esteem out of your body and then in terms derails your goal. And as a coach, I can't tell you how many times I've had people say, you know, I'm just not working for me, I'm quitting because I'm not losing enough weight or I'm gaining weight or I blew it or whatever the case may be, the story, whatever the story is, all based on using the one sense, and that's your eyes, and or the ears of someone told them their weight and they can't see it, but mostly they're looking at the scale and passing judgment on, on themselves. So is you know, is the scale the demon? Of course not. A scale is a tool like any like anything else. We have tools in our life to help us not help us navigate what's going on around us, the direction in which we're moving, but it's meant to be a scale a scale. And I gotta say that, you know, over the last ten years um, especially with the 8CG diet movement, myself along with anyone else who's been in this industry that's been helping, promoting, coaching, selling, or, pr- or promoting or advertising or marketing this particular weight loss plan or any weight loss plan, even every commercial you see on TV, they're always focused on how many pounds you'll lose. Rarely do they talk about inches and rarely do they ever talk about body fat. And it's about pounds. And so we're just trained, and we've actually trained people over the last few years with our protocol to look at the scale. And ideally, it was supposed to be meant as feedback, not as the not, not, being, not, not creating a new deity in your life. It was meant to be feedback, but that feedback turned into obsession, and obsession turned into creating either super success or super failure. And we have to have a happy medium in between. And now coaching people on a new program where actually their, their pounds and in, their inches and their body fat numbers show up more prevalently, especially in the beginning, than their scale weight, I have to undo some of the psychological damage that's been done or created from being in other types of diets, especially the, the, the um, HCG diet. And so it doesn't make anyone right or wrong. It just means that we need to get a handle on what we know and what we believe and understand to be accurate so we can keep moving forward. And so the reason why this conversation has come up so often is because a lot of my clients that were ACG people and my, they were originally my ACG serial dieters who have now transitioned, I've had quite a few transition over um, into the new plan. I would say that 90% of them are loving every minute of it. And I still have 10% that aren't. And the 10% that aren't, and I always, like I said, I remember, as you remember my very first story, my very first show, I said I'm looking for 100% success. Not that may have been a tall order, but I believe if something works, it works, it works, as long as everyone works the system, right? So um, <clears throat> I care about the 10% that, that's not having an amazing time. And then, I, and then I, I get the feedback of why they're not having an amazing time or why they're not having amazing results or why they don't feel amazing or whatever the case may be. And it's all dialing back down to the same conversation, judging success based on one tool and one tool only. And so it's been interesting. It's been interesting feedback. And, and, and what's exciting about my journey at this juncture of my life is that it took me several years to become the number one, <coughs> if not the number one, excuse me, um, ATG diet coach in the world. It took me a couple of years. It took me uh, of experimenting and, and coaching and, and solving problems and, and tweaking programs for people and tweaking it ourselves and experimenting with my family and my kids and coming up with what worked and what didn't work until I ended up doing that with thousands of people. And I don't believe there's anyone that I know of that, that has come to my attention 
that has coached, trained, tweaked, and helped that many people reach results with one single product or one single pro- uh, program. So I proudly say that I believe I'm the number one AG diet coach in the world, um, and, and I've been validated by having physicians send me their clients and, and explain to their clients they need to talk to me because I'm the expert when it comes to losing weight with HEG. They'll prescribe it, but they don't know anything about it. Go to this guy. He seems to know what he's talking about, and everyone seems, everyone seems to think he knows what he's talking about. So that validation gives me some, some – some, uh, I feel good about that because these guys have a lot more book smarts than I do, but they also have um, a, a, enough um, – personal grounding to say, you know what, I don't have the answer to all this. I'll prescribe it. This guy seems to be, his reputation seems to precede him. Go ahead and talk to him. And so a good deal of our business comes from physicians that, that trust in my opinion or in my expertise. And it's the reason why I share that with you because now I'm on a new journey where I'm actually watching people transform using a different product, using nutrition. They're not on a diet now. They're on a lifestyle plan. And, it, and, it's, and it's more methodical. It's more de- dealing with balancing nutrition and cleansing the body on a cellular level and actually fixing the, fixing the mechanism that's broken, um, that's telling the body to store fat and, in sh- and showing it in a, in a new way how to release fat in pounds and inches and be able to stay there. So I'm living in two worlds, of which I love both. But now I'm in the learning stages. I'm now... You know, so I'm obsessing, of course, obsessing over learning everything I can, I, can, I can about how the body works when it's nutritionally balanced, what happens when it gets detoxed, what happens to the cells, what happens to visceral fat versus abnormal fat, and how that plays in, uh, how that plays in the body and how that shows up in the scale and how that shows up in body fat percentages and water retention and what have you. And it's been fascinating. And that's why I'm having this conversation because that 10% that gave up on themselves Way before there was, I mean, way before, I mean, their own commitment. And I, 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 my thing was, I'm going to sign you up on this program. All I want you to do is one thing for me. I want you to give it 110%. I want you to follow it for 30 days. And if you hate it, don't like it, it doesn't work for you, you're not, it, it's not your thing, after 30 days or after 28 days, then throw up your hand, say, I'm done. The company gives you your money back. You have nothing to lose. And at least we know you gave it 100%. So when they're two weeks in or three days in or four days in and they give up, it just tells me they're not ready, but I, it saddens me because of the fact that I know they're giving up on an opportunity to feel amazing and to finally look amazing and be able to stay there. So I want to have conversations. I want my shows to have conversations of substance. They're talking about real problems because this is, believe it or not, the number one reason why people give up on their weight loss journey. And you can ask yourself the same question. Anytime you've given up on a diet plan, is it because the scale stopped moving? The scale stopped making you feel good about yourself. The scale stopped telling you that a girl, that a boy, and it frustrated you to the point where you're like, you know, I can't deal with it. So instead of putting the scale away and staying on your journey, if you knew you were actually following the plan and you had other evidence that, you, that, your, that your plan was working for you, um, what's the reason why you stopped? Because the scale, because your frustration with the scale. And in most cases... Um, people who voluntarily stop a program is because of that reason. So this is a very, very important topic. And so what an unhealthy relationship with a scale would be is, give some examples, weighing yourself multiple times throughout the day. There's only one number, one reading that's ever going to matter on a scale when weighing yourself, and that is the first time you get on it in the morning. Um, after you've emptied your bladder, and for some of you are lucky enough to eliminate first thing in the morning upon waking, once you empty your bladder and eliminate is ideal. 
Um, so some of you may do it, may measure yourself, I mean, weigh yourself twice a day within minutes, you know, within 20 minutes or 10, 15 minutes because you empty your bladder, you still haven't eaten anything or taken anything in, and then you eliminate, and then you weigh yourself to get a more accurate number because you could be carrying a couple pounds of poop, right? Um, those, that's, you know, that would be normal. But if you're weighing yourself at 7 a.m. upon waking, 8 a.m., 12 noon, 4 p.m., 8, you know, 8 p.m., and then letting all those different readings <clears throat> affect you, that's considered an unhealthy relationship with the scale. Um, reason being because your body can sway <clears throat> as much as five pounds in any given day or more just once you, once you start moving water around, once you start taking in water and fluids and food. And so that's just not realistic for you to think that you're going to be dropping weight unless you just ran four or five miles. And, I, and I'm guilty of that. I'll run four or five miles, and I'll see the scale drop two or three pounds, sometimes four pounds. Oh, cool. I know it's not real. I know it's not going to stay there. But it still, it, still, it, still, um, it still shows me that the effort I put in did burn some calories, and my body is reflecting those calories. Um, I had, but my wife, Janie, had days where she'd gone to hot yoga for an hour and came out drenched. And the scale never moved. You know, how is it possible you lost all that water and it didn't move? And she would, she would get pissed off, right? But I could go to hot yoga and drop four or five pounds of water and go, Ooh, I love, that's why I love hot yoga because I get results, right? It's still a mind game. So the thing is that it's okay to have, a, have your mind play tricks on you once in a while, but if you let it be, let it be obsessive. And I've had people um, tell me when I ask them how their day is going, how's their protocol going, and literally, it's miserable, lousy, whatever. What happened is, well, I, gave, I got up this morning and I, weighed two, I gained two pounds. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. I mean, it doesn't matter if they woke up and their bank account had $10,000 in it. All they realize is that they woke up and they were two pounds heavier and, it, and, and that somehow they're obsessing on that one thing that nothing else in their life matters. And it can set the stage for them being grumpy and speaking from experience. I'm not pointing fingers here. But being grumpy, being pissed off for most of the day, being frustrated, and then altering your diet either to overcompensate for that change in the scale or undercompensate for it. Or when I say overcompensate one way or the other, go screw it. I'm going to have a donut now because I like it. Like we're just we're, we're rebelling against the scale. Like the scale cares, <laughs> um, and we go out and we sabotage ourselves to gain even more weight. That never makes any sense to me why that's an option for any of us, but it seems to be a very big option. And so we add we self sabotage on top of that. So um, so one of the things we want to talk about is is how to break up your scale. Uh, why you want to break up your scale and what it looks like if you have an unhealthy relationship with your scale. And one of them, like I said, is um, is multiple um, weighing to weigh out things through the day because your body is going to fluctuate with water and energy expenditure. Um, the scale tells you nothing about the quality of your health. Okay, so when you are weighing yourself and you're ignoring the obvious signs of improvement. And this is why when people who work with me, I tell them there's three things, three numbers I want at the end of every week. I want your inches lost, so you must measure yourself every week. I want your body fat percentages. So we use a body fat calculation system, either an app on the iPhone or if they have access to a gym calculation system they can use consistently. But whatever method we're using, it's the same method all the time. And I want the scale, I want the, so I want the scale weight. So I want inches lost, I want body fat percentage, and the scale being third. The one, of, of the three, the scale is the one I'm least um, impressed with or do I, the one I care least about. I care more about inches lost and body fat percentage. Why? Because those are real. Those are real numbers, especially depending on your sex, if you're male or female. 
how your body deals with water and holds on to water on any given day it could be a hormonal shift in your body depending on your age, your pre perimenopausal, premenstrual, premenstrual, postmenstrual. Your body can hold on to five to ten um, pounds worth of water. And so obsessing over that during that time of the month. But see, the sensitive, some women have gotten that. They go, you know what, my, I, I swell up, I get bloated when I'm on my periods. They understand that they're going to gain weight. For some reason, they're not flipping out. Um, but on, on normal giving, in, in normal day, a change in weight that dramatic would freak, freak people out. And of course it would. But if you understand what's causing it, it makes, it makes a big difference. So by you knowing that that, that, that doesn't have anything to do with your health, that unless you're having some real sudden edema problems, you're holding on to water and your ankles are swelling, your legs are swelling, and there's some kind of, some kind of a, a un- abnormal reaction that may be causing a health problem, ultimately your gaining or losing three pounds or five pounds on the scale will, will really say nothing about your health unless that weight is um, exaggerated into a larger number. Uh, it doesn't say anything about your willpower. It doesn't say, um, you know, if you, if you want to be skinny, you can be skinny. You know, you can say you can be skinny for a day, go out and run five miles. It's still not going to mean, the scale doesn't really mean anything in, in the scheme of things. Um, the scale blinds the real results, and this is really the biggest um, point I want, one of the biggest points I want to drive home. And in the conversations I have with some, some of my clients on Nutrition Plan X, the first thing I ask them now, and I've learned this is a learned this is a learned conversation that, I, that I've had because I had to learn how to change the conversation in order to not have somebody get on the phone and start dumping about how much the scale has moved or hasn't moved. And, and, it go, and the question will go, it doesn't matter how, the, how enthusiastic my client is. So the, the client comes in and goes, oh, I'm so excited I've lost 10 pounds this week. I still want to stop that conversation and ask about everything else first. So I asked them, I said, so tell me, Everything that's, everything that's good is going on good in your life as it pertains to your life, your health, and your weight loss journey. Number one, it makes people pause for a second because they're so ready to complain or, or talk about the problems in their life that we're not really trained to talk about the things that are good in our life or things that are going well in our life first. And so when I do that, it makes them pause. It, it has happened 100% of the time. The person goes, huh? And I go, yeah, I want you to tell me what's, before you, before you tell me anything else, I want you to tell me what's going good in your life, um, in your personal life, in your weight loss journey, in your health. Tell me how you feel. Tell me how you're sleeping. Tell me how you look. And tell me, talk about that. And I was going to go, oh. They go, well, you know, actually, I've been sleeping pretty good. I've actually been sleeping like a rock. And, and you know, actually, I'm getting up earlier and I have a lot more energy. And now that you think about it, um, I actually feel just lighter. I feel like I want to do more act- activities. So I actually went to the gym this week. And then, you know, and then actually my clothes are fitting. My clothes are actually looser. I, I, I had this one dress that I put on that I couldn't really zip up the back of it two weeks ago. And I put it on this morning or yesterday, and I, that thing just zipped right up. And I'm like, awesome. How's, you know, how's work? Actually, work's not too bad. Um, you know, it seems to be working well. And all of a sudden, it shifts, it shifts the conversation. The whole energy shifts. The, the whole tone of their voice shifts because you're actually taking them away from what they, what they think is obsessing and negative. And I said, well, how many inches have you lost? They go, you know, okay, let's, do the, let's do the inches. And this is very interesting, guys. I just did this today with a client. And so I want, to, I want you to pay attention to inches because um, when the person started um, running off the measurements, and, she's starting, and, I'm, and I'm adding them as she's going along, and she's like, well, I had a half inch in my, in my right arm and a half inch, in, and I had two inches at my waist and a half inch in my thigh and three-quarters inch in my calf, and, and in my, uh, you know, my hips, I lost two, two inches or an inch and a half in my hips, and I'm adding them all up, 
And, and then she goes, and then I only lost four pounds this week. All right, cool. And, I, and it's funny that, that that word always says only. Um, and all of a sudden, the energy shifts back down. I only lost four pounds. And I go, well, four pounds is above the national average of two. So you're, you're already ahead of the game. But are you aware? And then I would tell me your body fat numbers. Well, last week, I was 42% body fat. And this week, I'm 38.4% body fat. I'm like, wow. Did you hear what you just said? No. I mean, yeah, I mean, I see that. I go, I know it looks like eight and four, eight and forty-two, and take thirty-eight and forty-two. It looks like it's only four, right? It's four, four percent in body fat. You realize your actual weight right now is one hundred and seventy-five pounds. So you add up the body fat you lost at four percent, right? And it was that that comes out to um, what eight pounds. Roughly, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not doing any math, but in my head. But anyway, and I go, you lost, and I added, you lost 11 and a half inches, 4% in body fat, and you lost four pounds on the scale. Now, mathematically, I want you to look at the math, and maybe I'll do the math now because you'll see the math doesn't add up. But this is someone who says, I only lost four pounds, and that is what she's focusing on. But she had lost almost 12 inches, with 11 and a half inches, and she lost um, was 42 it's 42, and then minus um, 38.4, right? So it's 3.6% 3, it's 3. body fat at 175 pounds times 3.6%. It's 175 times 3.6%. Is that right? 175 times 3.6% equals. So that was 6.3 pounds of fat. So the scale told her she lost 4 pounds, her body fat told her she lost 6.3 pounds of fat, and she lost 11 inches. Now, I want you to look at those three numbers. Now, you probably can't look at them because you're on the radio, right? But if you wrote them down, 11, almost 12 inches, 11 and a half inches, 6 point, <coughs> excuse me, 3 pounds, which two numbers make more sense in combination if you think about it? 4 pounds, 11 and a half inches, or 6.3 pounds and 11 and a half inches? It makes a huge difference, 6% in body fat. And this is one of the things, especially on our new program, that's so important for me to drive home, is because if you heard me talk about it on my previous show on how, how Nutrition Plan acts, how getting, just say, how getting your nutrition balanced and being cleansed on a cellular level, how it works on focusing on visceral fat, which is the fat from the inside that's surrounding the organs. And this is still the fat that, ma- that makes your body shape not look so attractive, but most uh, diets will go after the abnormal fat stores on the outside first. So when you see someone who's losing a large percent of body fat, but the scale, the math on the scale does not match, that means you're losing visceral fat along with your external abnormal fat. And why is that important? Because visceral fat does not show up on the scale as readily as abnormal fat reserves. And so if you did not understand these numbers, and if this person wasn't getting coached by me, or someone who knew these numbers, and she just got up every week and looked at her numbers and didn't do body fat, didn't really do inches, because a lot of people just don't bother to measure themselves. They go, oh, let's see how my clothes fit, which is still good. Clothes is a good parameter. But if she just went by her scale, she would have went, I busted my butt, I went to the gym, I ate the food they told me to eat, or I followed the program they told me to follow, and all I lost was three pounds this week. At this rate, 
I'm never going to get to my goal. I have 70 pounds. Like, she weighs 175. She's trying to get to 135. I have 45, 50 pounds that I need to lose. At three pounds a week, this is going to take forever. This doesn't work for me. I'm quitting. Can you hear that conversation? Have you heard yourself have this conversation? That would be such a huge mistake because if you're losing, if you lost almost 4% body fat in one week, if <laughs> you lost 11 and a half inches, your body's dramatically shrinking. And at some point, once the visceral fat is gone, and this is what I love about this knowledge, guys, and it's, it's just so, it just shows you how much you learn when you become a, a, student of, a student of your craft and you get so excited and so, just so hungry for knowledge and understanding how the body works and understanding how your new program works that a lot of people who lose weight, forget about the plan they're losing on, but a lot of people that lose weight traditionally on any, on any plan, you, know, the, you hear them once they get down to their goal weight, the last thing you hear them say, you know, that last 10 or 15, I'm down to my weight, but I'm getting that last 10 or 15 pounds that I want to lose, that last 10 or 15 pounds. And I touched on this a little bit on my last show. That sticky fat, we call it. That, that's the, that's the, the visceral fat is usually the, the, the most difficult fat to remove on most conventional diets and means that you'll lose all that abnormal fat, you'll lose some muscle, you'll lose, you'll lose get down to your goal weight, but then you're looking in the mirror and like going, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, six pounds or 10 pounds outside of my, where I want to be, or I look in the mirror and I'm like, I still can see the pooch here and the pooch there and the love handle there. And so you start starving yourself to death and running yourself to death and doing all this crazy stuff to get that. And you keep getting skinnier and fatter. So you're, you're, you're just shredding up muscle because you're just not giving yourself enough nutrients, enough protein, enough carbs and fat. And you're so desperately trying to get that last 10 or 15 pounds off or last 5 or 10 pounds. It all depends on who you are and, and what, what you want to look like. And you're wondering why that little pooch won't go away. That's the visceral fat, right? And so if you have a plan that works in reverse, in the beginning, it seems like you're somehow getting gypped, right? And that's the words I'm using because I just love how people talk about, I only, I only, I only. But the thing is that if in fact your stomach, if in fact, if in fact your stomach was getting flattened from the inside out, and that you were losing that six percent of body fat that say you lost, say you lost three percent on the inside and three percent on the outside. The outside fat doesn't look very very dramatic to you. Like, oh, you know, I lost an inch on my waist. It doesn't look very dramatic. I know it says I lost six and a half percent body or six point three pounds, but where is it? The point is that visceral fat, that fat, that sticky fat that's keeping the shape when you finally lose your your um. You access body weight, uh, body fat, and you and you're wondering why you can't lose that last that last little bit around the tummy or what have you. What if that's going first, and the rest of the is last? And last, this is why people are so amazed by the transformation pictures that I post from the Nutrition Plan X um, teammates, and that they can have huge transformation. I mean, 100, 150 pounds, and they wonder why? Why are they, How is it their stomachs are all so freaking flat? Why are, why, are, why are women posting six-pack abs now? Why are, they, why are their tummies just like literally flat? Like they have no – how do they go from having that big of a stomach or that much fat on them on their love handles and on their, on their back and then on their, on their, around their belly and their belly button to having flat stomachs? This is why. And the reason why I want to point this out to you is that when you start thinking your nutrition plan is not working, no matter what plan you're on, because they all will work to some degree as long as you stick to the plan, right? Um, some will work better than others. I think I have the two best on the planet right now, right? So when you start judging your, your, um, your results, 
we need to open your optical reticulator. That's that, that eyesight you can't see because you're so close, you know, the forest of the trees. We need to open that up and show you what's really happening so you can judge your progress from a place of knowledge and from a place, from a place of emotion, from a place of um, misguided emotion, right? And that is by getting this healthy relationship with the scale. If you can't obtain, if you can't create one right away, then you need to get rid of the scale until you can. And that's some of the best. And that's been the best advice I have given my people that you're going to weigh yourself on day one, and then the scale is not going to come out of the closet for another 21 days. You're not going to. It's all you're going to use is body fat and, and tape measure as your judge of how well you're doing and your mood, your state of mind, your sleep quality, your energy levels and the feedback from the people of your circle of influence. That's all you're going to use, and this is why. All of our senses are very powerful. Our eyesight is extremely powerful. It happens to be the one thing that, that, um, that seems to drive everything else. We can hear something. We can hear a lion as close to us. In the, I mean, it, you can hear it like it sounds like it's behind us, right, and it's right on top of us. And you can look around and not see a lion, but still hear it. I mean, it sounds like it, it, this is a real deal lion. And you're looking around, but you don't see this lion. And you go, okay. And you hear a lion. I know it's somewhere around here. But you're not, it's not a place where you would have a lion. So you're sitting here. You, you know, you're, you're, it, it doesn't make sense to have a lion. But you're like going, okay, it sounds like a lion. Somebody's playing a joke or somebody's watching TV or something. And you're, going to, you're not going to be utterly alarmed by your, your hearing because your eyesight is telling you there's nothing here to be afraid of, dude, until that lion's head, and I'm looking out my office window to look out into my front yard in this, in this walk street, seeing people walk by, and all of a sudden I'm talking to you, and all of a sudden a lion's head from out of the freaking blue turns the corner. I would leave this desk so fast, throw down this mic, and run as fast as I could out of the area because now my eyes are confirming that my ears are not crazy. So, I'm, but so when you're using just one sense, it allows you to ignore the truth, right? And that's, that's the point of my example. So what happens when you become a scale junkie, you shut down all your other senses. You shut down your sense of hearing that people are looking at you as you walk into your office or workplace or, or whatever, your circle of influence, and they look at you and they go, wow, you look great. And, and, it, you, and you could have been on the plan for just a week. And they, but all of a sudden, they're looking at your smile or your energy because you feel better. When people say you feel better, you feel better about yourself just because you are now um, – let me close Facebook. Let me go beep and beep at me. Um, you're, you feel better about yourself because you're, you're taking care of yourself. You're loving yourself enough to be on a nutrition plan and, and follow it. And so that energy radiates from you. So when you walk into the office, you have a little bit of pep in your step. You have your, you have your food prepared or you have your shake, whatever the case may be, depending on the plan you're on. And you have a plan. You're on this plan. You're following it. So that change in your energy because you made a shift in your, in your loving yourself enough to do something about it, that people notice and they go, girl, what are you doing? You just have this, you know, you've got this energy about it. You're like, yeah, I'm on a new diet. I just feel great, blah, 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 right? Or a new nutrition plan. I feel great. So... But if, in fact, you don't have that, if those senses aren't open, because someone said, hey, girl, you look like you're, look like you're, you're look, you look, you look great. Now, say you got up in the morning, you're on that plan for the first week, you now weighed yourself, and it said you lost two pounds for the entire week, although you followed it, you did everything you were supposed to do, um, you felt good, you were, I mean, but you didn't, you felt good, you were sleeping good, everything seemed good, but you, you seemed good, but you got on the scale and said you lost two pounds. Now you walk into the office and you walk in, your energy has shifted, 
You're now pissed. You're frustrated. You're thinking about, well, I know they're going to be busy Friday. I know they're going to be bringing donuts into the, into the office, and I'm going to freaking just have a donut because why? I've been busting my ass, and, uh, and I suddenly am not getting anything for it. Your energy shifts. So now the girl may say the same thing to you. Say, you know, yesterday your energy was like awesome. You look like you're just radiant, you're, and you look like you're losing some weight, and you're going to go, no, I'm not. I'm not losing anything. Matter of fact, I weighed myself. I busted my ass all week, weighed myself, and I lost two lousy pounds. Oh, in this case, I lost, what was it, four lousy pounds for the whole week. Four lousy pounds. I only lost four pounds. Energy totally shifted, right? Because you shut down the senses, and all you cared about was the one. But this is what real, real success looks like, right? This looks like this. You're one or two weeks onto your weight loss journey, regardless of which, one, which plan you're on, and you're physically feeling better. You happen to be wearing the same pair of jeans you wore the week before, two weeks prior, and you slipped them on. They slipped on a little bit easier or a lot easier, depending on how, how your progress was. You realize you're getting up out of bed and you're, you're hit, your feet are hitting the floor and you're stretching. And you're like, man, I actually feel pretty good today. I'm not tired. I'm not in pain. I'm not aching. I feel pretty good. Wow. And then you realize that um, you got out of bed and you, you get on the scale. Things are good. Okay, but let's leave the scale off. Let's keep that one out. Leave that last. So you're feeling good. <laughs> you put on the jeans. The jeans are sliding on. Your energy levels are great because so now you're already planned. You got your gym bag packed. You're like, hey, I'm going to the gym tonight after work because I feel pretty good. And you go to work. And say you forget the scale. You're not, it's not time for you to weigh yet you know, for the end of the week. And, and you, go to, you go to work and someone says, you know, Sally or George, whatever. Dude, you're looking good, man. I don't know what you're doing. Are you you're on a new plan? You're on a diet? Or you're doing something different? You're exercising because you look like you're leaning up, man. You're just, you can see it in your face. I mean, you can see it in your energy shift. And you're like, yeah, man, I'm on this great new nutrition plan. I feel great. Now, as a matter of fact, I freaking sleep like a rock. I got this morning. I'm stretching and I'm twisting. I'm like, man, my back doesn't hurt. And, dude, I put on some jeans that I put on two weeks ago that I freaking – my belly was pushing all over the edge of it. I put them on this morning, man, and they fit, they fit really good. They're not perfect yet, but they fit really good. The feedback, you, got, so you, got, you had four or five different validations that what you're doing is working. And because you didn't use that one addiction that would, tell, that would, that would could lie to you at any moment and mostly does most of the time, you were able to absorb the truth about your journey which kept you motivated, excited, inspired, high energy. And guess how that energy showed up in your workplace, in your family, with your children, with your wife, spouse, or lover. All of a sudden, you're coming across in a different way. You're, you're treating them and being treated, allowed to be treated a different way. And all because you're taking in the love, right? You're not, you're not blocking out the love the universe wants to throw at you. Now, can you see how important this conversation really is? Now, you may be someone that says, I have a healthy relationship with the, with the scale, and that's fine. But I still bet you are still discounting some of the data or not using all the data to really determine how well you're doing. Or if you're one of those people that has just been able to have a happy dance with the scale every day, thus far, it happens to all of us, that day or those days, let's say let's start with that day first. So say you're going along on your journey. <coughs> Excuse me. And... Um, You've had great success. You're not, you're, not like, you're not like everybody else because you've been following the plan and it's been great. 
and or it's the first time you've done the plan and it's been working out perfectly and you've been happy dancing every day of your life and you're down 20 pounds in 20 days. Life is good. You're on top of the world. Nobody and nothing can take you down. I can tell you right now, three days of your scale lying to you will drop you to your knees to the point where you'll be on your knees, banging on the floor, crying like a baby, pissed off, because now it's even a worse shock. I mean, at least the people that have gone through before can have some semblance of what it feels like. But if you're the person that hasn't happened to yet, which I think happened to almost all of us, but if you've been fortunate enough or unfortunate enough, I don't know which one's, which one's the better choice, to have those days where you've had a run, right, a run of just amazing results, and then the world hits you and all of a sudden something happened or you got cocky or, or you hit a plateau or you, you went out and said, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm doing so good, I'm going to have cheesecake tonight because, you know what, I'm a stud. And I just, I got this thing nailed and I got it, you know, I nailed it. And it stops. And it takes your body one, two, three days, five days, seven days. The longer it goes, let's say, if it goes, over, if it goes one or two days, you'll survive it. If it goes as long as I've had some people go who stepped outside the boundaries of, the, of their protocol or ate something or did something or what have you, and they literally went three, five, seven, or ten days. I had somebody stall for ten days. The average person will crumble. After four or five days, you're done. Oh, there's, there he goes. It doesn't work anymore. It's broken. Somehow, it doesn't work. Now, it worked forever. It worked for three weeks perfectly, but now it doesn't work, and you're done. Perfect. A perfect you were hitting, you were batting a thousand, and all it needed was you for you to suck it up for a couple of days, take some personal responsibility, figure out what possibly went wrong, figure out a way to tweak it, fix it, or break through it, and get to the other side, and you'd probably have another 21-day run of perfection and happy dances. But because that scale told you for one day too many, one day before your threshold limit, the limit you were willing to give or put up, you throw in the towel. Your hope of that particular weight loss um, plan and its effectiveness, that doubt now riddles your brain. You now look at it and call it every name in the book and how it was just a piece of junk to begin with, and I must have been lucky, and it must have been water weight, and you start having all these stories, right, all these stories, but you're done. You just ruined the, poss- you ruined the possibility of having the life and body you wanted because of that same tool because it just happened to you late. So I'm giving you all this, I'm, I'm trying to give you all the examples of scenarios I've come across in my career of coaching people and in my personal life that have, that have really taken a toll as far as stopping people. Now, I have to be one of those people I'm just, I just refuse to be beaten long-term. I may be temporarily beaten. I may be, you may beat me out of a round and I'll go, okay, and I'll take personal responsibility. My wife is really good at reining me in when it comes to personal responsibility because I'll start bitching and whining about what went wrong and she'll call me out. I, I love her because she does not let it get me get away with that shit, right? She doesn't let me get away with, yeah, I think you're right, it didn't work, it doesn't work, and yeah, you're right, you did everything perfect and it didn't work. She goes, she goes seriously? She'll look at me, seriously? She goes, you don't think the four or five handfuls of almonds you were eating throughout the day really made a difference? Or you don't think, well, I'll have, I'll have um, food amnesia. Well, I go, oh, I'm starving. I really haven't eaten anything today. And she goes, really? Really? You don't remember this, <coughs> Excuse me, this, that, or the other thing? And so she dials me back in where I go, yeah, okay, you're right. So if this round is not working or this is not working or that's not working, 
personal responsibility is the only thing that allows us to actually move on in a healthy way and deal with the scale and call it what it is. Because if you let the scale run you and you don't even take responsibility for what could have caused the change in that scale, other than its own malfunction, right? But if you had a four-pound gain, there's a good chance that some, something happened to transpire to that. It could be edema from you know, working out too hard. It could be the cheesecake you had the night before. It could be the lack of water that you didn't drink. Um, you were dehydrated. But that's still, a, that's still a cause and effect, right? That's still a cause and effect, which means personal responsibility has a place in that cause and effect. So the reason why, another reason why I think this is such an important conversation is that we all deserve to be able to start something that we really want bad enough and we want to be able to get to the other side. And because we've been derailed by this little mechanism that, that we paid 25 bucks for in some cases, and some of us paid more for more expensive, more elaborate um, machines that, to, to make us feel like crap. Um, but the point is, is that we all deserve to live in the body of our lives. And if it's possible that this relationship that you have with this inanimate object that is basically telling you how good you are. I saw an amazing picture on, on, a, on, a, on a Google um, I was searching for scales, and I was searching for people screaming at their scales used for my, my um, post. And then I saw a scale where somebody had written on the scale with a white scale, and it was kind of old-fashioned as far as it had the numbers, the numbers were digital. And they, look at, they took a Sharpie, and then they wrote on the top of it, and it said, it's only a number. And she pointed, she had an arrow to the window of the scale showing the actual way they calculated the weight. On the right side, <coughs> excuse me. On the right side of it, she had, um, what did she have there? Uh, she said, and it had, she had really in exclamation points. Like, it's only a number, really. Now, I don't know if it was only a number, really. Like, really is only a number? Or it's only a number, really. Like, but then she said, this number doesn't tell you how much your family loves you. This number doesn't tell you how amazing you are. This number doesn't tell you how beautiful and talented you are. And she wrote all these things on that scale. You know, this number doesn't tell you how smart and sexy you are and so on. You get the point. The point is that she wrote, physically wrote on the scale in big Sharpie letters that she's looking down on it, reminding herself that this is only a number. There's only data. It's only feedback. And it really is only a number. And only the feedback is just telling you, is it a consequence of your action? Or, is it a con- or, are, or are you not looking at all the other data? Right, And I love the fact that she wrote all these positive things about herself. And the reason why is because as soon as we look at that number, we start talking to ourselves like crap. We start calling ourselves names or start telling, ourse- telling ourselves lies on top of the lies the scale is telling you. So the scale is saying, you know what, you're fat, you're unattractive, you're, you're, you have no commitment, you have no willpower, um, you, you can't stick to anything. You shouldn't have eaten that thing yesterday. You shouldn't have done this. You shouldn't have done that. And now you're shitting all over yourself. And all this conversation in that 10 seconds that it took you to get on the scale and get that number. Does any of this feed, does any of that, does anything, I'm saying, does anything that I'm saying here make sense? Is it hitting home? Do some of you realize that that's the conversation you're having with yourself? And can you realize how putting that data or, it, or putting that um, input into your brain, into your heart, First thing in the morning when you get out of bed from dreaming powerful dreams or having hope and, hope and inspiration, that you get on that scale and determine, and, and based on whatever that number says, you suddenly either are going to say you're a rock star or you're a piece of crap. 
And if that number comes up more often than not, that wrong way throughout the week, given because what happens when it says you're a piece of crap, guess what? You go and act like a piece of crap. And you feed yourself like a piece of crap. And you eat like a piece of crap. And it comes back the next day and it tells you, oh, you're more of a piece of a crap now because you just gained the power. And then it keeps, now that vicious cycle starts going over and over and over again. Or the other way, like the guy who had happy dances for 21 days until, until he got smacked, right? So could you imagine that data that you're putting, or that, that feedback you're putting into your heart, into your brain, into your emotions first thing in the morning? And then you're going to take that feeling that you have, and you're going to take it into the workplace, or you're going to take it into your children's room, or it's going to take it to the breakfast table. You're going to take it to your husband or your wife or your lover or your spouse. You're going to take it to your coworkers. You're going to take it to the people driving on the street next to you to cut you off. You're going to take it to the stranger at the post office. You're going to take it to the person in the supermarket. All of a sudden, you're this nasty ass to everybody that crosses your path. Your energy is repelling to everyone that crosses your path because this $21 machine you allowed to tell you that you were a piece of crap. How is that, how is that empowering to you? How does that serve you in the scheme of things? So with that thought in mind, how important do you think the scale is in your life, in the scheme of feedback to determine how well you're doing on your weight loss or fitness or nutrition journey? You ask yourself that question. And whatever the answer to that question is will determine if that scale stays on your bathroom floor or goes someplace in the closet or you take the batteries out of it or you remove it from the house if you can't, can't, get on, can't not get on it. Because who would want to get up in the morning? I would not want to take the chance if I don't, if I don't have a healthy relationship with a scale. If you have a healthy relationship with a scale, you can weigh yourself as many times as you want. Because you're, if you're analyzing the data and you're getting, oh, I know exactly when my body fat went, went down, my muscle went up, and I'm this, my water t- my water's up, and I know what it all means, and no big deal to me, and there's no emotion tied to it, then you can weigh yourself 100 times a day. I don't care. But how often are you willing in a seven-day period to get on that one machine, block out all the other data that, that could be telling you the truth, that is telling you the truth, to get on it for it to tell you that either you're a rock star or you're a piece of crap. And given your history, and you, everyone knows their own history, right? If your history has been that of becoming the, the, the scale, becoming your Achilles heel, then there's a good chance that you're going to have more days where you're going to be told a lie than you're going to be told the truth. That means you're going to spend more days in your week not feeling empowered, not feeling loved or loving, not feeling adored or respected or approved of, and you're going to spend more days feeling like a piece of crap and probably uh, treating people like a piece of crap because we treat people how we feel. How do you want to live your life? Right? How do you want to live your life? So what I'm going to encourage you to do is play the game, Right? Play the game. The scale isn't the enemy. It's the relationship you have with the scale that makes it unhealthy. The scale is feedback. It's data. It can be valuable feedback. I mean, they have, they have, they have research that shows that people who weigh themselves in a healthy way with a healthy relationship with a healthy relationship with the scale, it helps them maintain their weight and helps them minimize weight gain by down to 5 to 10 pounds a year. Those who obsessively weigh themselves never get to their goal weight. Right? So there's got to be a happy medium. But we all, just like anything that we have, we don't have control over at some point in time, we have to eliminate it from our 
lifestyle until such time either we find another way of making life work for ourselves or we, we, we are able to establish a healthy relationship with the, with the scale. Now, I have more of a healthy relationship with the scale today than I have had in the past. It's not 100% healthy. I have, I've gotten on the scale and been frustrated and, and, and heard that voice in my head t- tell me something negative about myself. I've had that, and it hasn't been that long ago. So, I mean, it's not like it's a, it's not like a, uh, uh, um, a situation I've conquered, right? But I do... I do think of the common sense, and I do use the other the other um, tools because they don't lie together. Tell you that now, they don't lie together. So for me, if I get on the scale, and for example, I'll give you, I'll give you a real life example. It wasn't last weekend; it was probably the weekend before that. I, I got to lose track of weekends, but I just was tired. And I told my wife, "I'm tired. I need to take a break. I need to decompress, detach from everything, my phone, everything." And we had, like, this group on we had bought, like, literally two years ago to one of our favorite hotels here in, um, in Newport Beach, um, Bob Bay Club. And I said, well, pull out that group on and let's see if we can go and use it. Well, we found out we, we had a two-night stay for, like, a ridiculous amount of money for, like, the price of really one, one night. We had two nights the price of one, but because we waited so long, it expired, so we only could use it for the one night. So I don't care if it's just one night. One night, just get no dogs, no, no teenagers, no phone, no nothing to use it. So we went, we stayed, went and hung out with Joe and Heather Giuliani. We went shopping, we ate some food, and then we went to the hotel and hung out and watched the movies, and I passed out. I mean, I passed out like at 8, 8, 8 9 o'clock. It was early. We woke up the next morning, and we went to breakfast. I'm like, I'm having freaking pancakes this morning. So yeah? Like, yeah, I'm not even having pancakes. I'm having pancakes. I'm having butter. I'm having syrup. I'm having the bacon, or, or the, I think they had chicken sausage or something like that, organic chicken sausage. <clears throat> I'm having the toast, and it comes with potatoes. I'm carving up. I'm, I'm going to sit here, and, and it, it, was, it was like a lot of food came on the, on, the, on the table, and I was like, yeah, I'm having all this stuff. I didn't, all, I didn't eat all of it. I ate all my pancakes. I love pancakes. I have had them in quite some time. And I ate all my eggs, and I, so I made sure I had my protein, and I had most of my sausage, and I had some of the potatoes, and I had, I think, one or two pieces, one or two slices or half slices of the toast. But I had, I had a taste of everything. And I knew. And I knew I was going to plan a cleanse day, you know, the cleanse day on Monday, so it was no big deal. I wasn't worried about it. But I knew that, you know, I was, I was probably going to see some scale weight on there, right? So my first instinct was, and Jenny goes, I wouldn't weigh myself if I were you. I said, I probably won't. I said, I probably won't. And so I didn't weigh myself that Sunday when we came home, obviously. I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that. And then Monday morning, I got on the scale because I know I'm going to do my cleanse. I want to see how much we dialed in. And I was up like almost five pounds. I was like, wow, that was a pretty good carb day. Pretty good. And one thing I like about cleanses, because cleanses usually dial me back to zero or get me close. But the important part was that I looked at the body fat numbers. I looked at my lean muscle. And I also went and got the tape measure, right, because it had been a week. So I, weigh, I measure myself every week. That's the, you know, at least my waist. I mean, I don't measure, I don't measure my whole body. I, I measure my waist because right now that's the only thing that I, that I want to see a change in. I still, I'm still an inch and three quarters away from my ideal waistline. I mean, tape measure waistline, not clothes, because I can get into the same clothes I, got, I bought five, eight years ago. The point is the tape measure tells you the truth. So, and I looked at the tape measure, and I was literally a quarter, like one quarter or one eighth, of, one quarter, I think quarter, of an inch lower than I was last week. So the scale said I gained five pounds. My body fat percentage went up slightly. They went up slightly, but my lean muscle tissue was still high. 
um, was actually higher than it was the, you know, the, you know, the time before that. So I knew logically that I had some water weight from the carving up, no big deal. But as long as that tape measure said now it was either the same or lower and the body fat numbers jived, the scale weight didn't matter to me. And then I knew I was doing a cleanse and it was most of it would be dialed back in, which were actually almost all that was dialed back after my cleanse day. I had, that was, that's a healthy relationship with the scale. I didn't let it freak me out. Even though I was like, ooh, goddamn, I haven't been over 200 in, in a while now since I've been on this program. That, that, like, that's three pounds over, that's three or four pounds over 200. Whoa. But I was like, did you enjoy those pancakes? I said, hell yes, I enjoyed those pancakes. Did you enjoy that breakfast? I said, hell yes, I enjoyed that breakfast. It was a bomb. And did your waist go up? No. Did your body fat go up a little bit? Did your muscle mass go up? Muscle, lean muscle mass is good going up. Great. Are you good? Yes, I am. That's the conversation you need to have with yourself. That conversation makes sense. Not, I went up five pounds. Holy crap, I screwed up. I blew it. I'm just giving up. Because it happens. It happens every single day. And I'm seeing it more as people transition because they're so used to dropping a half a pound a day, a pound a day, two pounds a day, whatever. They're, they can't get their mind around it. And so I've, I'm, I'm having to reprogram and recoach people. So this is one reason, one reason I wanted to do this show and have people be able to hear and listen to it because it doesn't matter what plan, what program you're on. Use the data. Use all the data. In life, in life, if you have one tool that you really use to monitor how well you're maintaining your weight or how well you're losing weight, it's going to be your tape measure and your body fat percentages. But tape measure is the one $3 tool you can keep in your drawer, do it once every couple of weeks, and it's going to tell you if you move in the wrong direction and you can correct it. And this is the thing. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't, haven't been doing Nutrition Plan X long enough to know the phenomena behind this, but I do know when it comes to HCG fat loss, the way you lose fat all over your body, you can gain 5, 10, 15 pounds in the beginning, especially after you've done the protocol the first or second time, and your clothes still fit the same. And so you have opposite conversation with the scale now. Now the scale is telling you you gained 10 or 12 or 15 pounds, and you're going, well, I must have put on some muscle because I've been working out in the gym. It must be muscle because my clothes still fit the same. My pants aren't tight. I'm, so I haven't gained any weight. So it must be muscle. Let me tell you, it ain't easy to pack on 10, 15 pounds of muscle. It's not easy at all. It could take months to pack on 10 or 15 pounds of muscle, but it doesn't take months to pack, pack on 10 or 15 pounds of fat. And the reason why you don't know that, especially with HCG people, the fat doesn't come back the same place in the same place it left, or it doesn't come back to the one trouble area you had. So if you're a man and you had a, be- a big belly in the beginning, that fat's coming back all over the place, coming back in your belly, in your thighs, in your ass, in your hips, in your chest, in your arms, in your face. And so your pants aren't going to be tight in the beginning. With women, it's coming back in your breasts and coming back in your hips and coming in your thighs, but it's not coming back all in one place right away. So your dress still fits good or your pants still fit good or your skirt still fits good. And then you hit like the 12th pound or the 14th pound. It's like it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. All it takes is one or two pounds more, and all of a sudden you have what happened to me when I first <laughs> found this protocol, right? I went in my closet over the weekend, over the weekend, and even the suit that I wore on Friday would not fit on Monday. And to me that was absolutely impossible that how could a suit that I wore two days prior 
that wasn't popping in. I, I wasn't popping out of. I wasn't like it was. It was a little, maybe a little snug. I wasn't paying attention, obviously. I wasn't present or conscious, obviously. But it not buttoning. That it wasn't like I had that struggle to get it buttoned on Friday, and all of a sudden Monday it didn't button at all. I mean, that at least would have been somewhat of a, of a wouldn't have been that big of a stretch. But that's how it happens, right? It happens. It, it seems like it happens overnight. And so it's not, it's like all of a sudden you're gaining weight and gaining weight, and then all of a sudden it just takes a couple of pounds or one more, you know, it was pizza and beer night for us or a weekend or whatever, fight, fight night weekend, and we had pizza and beer at the time or whatever the case may be, partied it up, and I just swole up to the point where the pants would not even button anymore. Best day of my life. It was the worst day of my life, but the best day of my life because it got me here, right? So... That unhealthy relationship with the scale goes both ways, as they say, the, you know, the edge or the sword cuts both ways, that when you're now at the body of your life or at the ideal weight or at the weight you'd like to be at, and you suddenly think you've conquered the world and you've conquered your obesity and conquered your eating disorder or conquered your whatever, the one thing that's going to keep you mindful, the scale will give you feedback. But once again, you could gain five pounds of water overnight just, I mean, just by having a night out of sushi and beer with your friends. It's not real. If you eat clean again, it'll go away after two or three days. So if you actually used the scale and obsessed over it, you would literally go on a diet every other day to lose five pounds. You just go, you'd shut down and go dramatically starve yourself and go run five miles to, to drop that five pounds, and that's not a life. That's not a life. But if you took measurements every week, just made Sunday morning measurement day, like I make Sunday or Monday morning uh, cleanse day for me, it's a perfect day for me to measure and cleanse and get the facts of my life and get the data. And so instead of obsessing on the scale on a daily basis, I can use the data. I get all the data on a weekly basis, and I throw out what doesn't make sense. So you know, what, what is, I don't know that, that, that um, game or there's some sort of, I don't know what it is, but they take, you take um, – Three data, you take three inputs and you throw out the lowest one or throw out the worst one or throw out the one that doesn't make any sense, right? So when we did the numbers in the beginning and I talked about, you know, my client and we talked about her body fat numbers and how her inches lost and her body fat, those two made more sense together than just her scale weight alone because the other two were larger. And if you did the math on, on, on 3.6%, that was close to 8.5 pounds and 11 inches makes more sense than 4 pounds and 11 inches, Right? So the same data I want you to use, depending on which way you're going on your, on your scale, on which way you're going on your journey. And so I'm hoping that this conversation opens up a new conversation in your life with you when it comes to how your nutrition plan is really working, how your diet is really working, how what you're doing is working if you take in all the data. And if you take in all the data and you get numbers back and all three of the numbers don't make sense, then it means you need to shift that it means you need to tweak it or you need to do something. But the last thing you want to do on anything is quit. There's no road to success when you quit. There's no road to getting anything you want when you quit. You have to figure out a way to make it work or figure out why it's not working. And that's the honest conversation you need to have with yourself. Because if it's not working because of you, then you have an opportunity to change and fix it. If it's not working because it's a flawed concept or a flawed program, then it's a flawed program. But let me, I want to tell you about a, fl- a flawed program. Excuse me, making some water. A fundamentally flawed program never worked from the beginning. It never worked. 
There's programs just don't work really well for two, three weeks and stop. It doesn't work that way in the real world. It doesn't work that way in the real world. So that means something stopped it. Something changed. There was a shift somewhere. And usually it's a shift in the way in the approach in which the person is taking. That's usually that's usually the truth. So the simplest way for you to navigate your lifestyle and navigate your goal or your journey and make sure you stay on track. You know, I've used this as an example in the past probably a few times, and I thought it was fascinating when I heard it. The space shuttle, when it leaves Earth, it's no longer, no longer running. But when it, when it left Earth and it was on its, on its destination to the moon or wherever it was going, it was off track. I mean, it was off course. I think 75, 85% of the time it was off course. That means if you looked at, if you looked at just the compass and you were reading the compass, the captain would look over. If he didn't know better that, the actual, that it's actually self-correcting itself, automatically correcting itself, and it takes a little while to come back on, t- on, back on track and it goes off. If you just looked at the compass in the direction in which you were heading and you looked at where your goal was to get to, you would look like you're going in two opposite directions or two two parallel directions pointing, pointing slightly in the wrong direction, if you can visualize what I'm, what I'm thinking, right? So I have one arm pointed forward at this painting on my wall, and I have another one pointed slightly to the left. If, two, if I shot an arrow in those directions, they would not hit the same target, right? But it's, when it's off course, it's suddenly correcting it. It, take, it makes a little correction, and it, and it goes back. A little correction goes back, and so it's suddenly correcting itself, every few seconds or every few hundred miles or however it works, right? But it always lands on its destination. You are, your, you are the space shuttle in your journey to get to your ideal weight. And you're going to get off course sometimes. And you may be off course 75, 85, 70 times. But guess what? If you're constantly making the corrections to get back on course, you will eventually reach your goal. It may not be in the time and the speed in which you want it, and that's the other part of this, this conversation that we may have for another day. But bottom line is the two biggest things, two, there's two questions that people ask me when they, when they ask about any of my programs, and I think it's funny. They go, how much is it and how long is it going to take? And I always have to laugh a little bit, and I go, hmm. And what I want to say, and actually I just started saying, but I, what I wanted to say for a long time, and I finally said it because one, one of my good friends and one of my clients, good friends, he said, you know what, I, yeah, he had this conversation. He goes, you know, you know, people don't ask themselves this question. He's the one that reminded me of this. And, and it's the truth. You didn't ask yourself how much it cost when you were buying the burgers and the fries and eating out and Fridays and having the drinks and the cocktails and going to Vegas and have the pina coladas. And you didn't ask yourself when you were gaining 10, 20, 30, 50, 60 pounds. If you knew how much that, those, that weight cost you in dollars and dining out and food and meals, what have you, you'd probably be shocked. You'd probably want to throw up if you realize how much money you spent getting unhealthy and getting fat. And if you look at how much time it took, because if I asked somebody, I said, what's the lowest you've been in the last decade? They go, you know, one lady today, she had 120 pounds. She weighs 240 today. I said, so 10 years ago, you were 120 pounds? She goes, yeah. I had after, right before or after I had my first kid, I was 120 pounds. She was 5'3", five, 5'4". Five, that, that sounds like her natural body weight. She's double that today, right? And I'm not, I'm not talking bad about her, but the thing is, go, do you know how long, did you, did you gain all that weight over the last 10 years? Did it happen in the last couple of years? Did you get ill? Because yeah, some people get ill, have medicines, medication that can blow them up. I mean, there's a, there's a story behind most people, but... No, she was told to total responsibility. She goes, you know what? 
I've been eating out. I haven't been taking care of myself. I eat out all the time. I have not put the effort into losing weight. And when I did, I would mess it up. I mean, told you to total responsibility. I was so impressed with her responses that she took total responsibility. But it, you know what? But, you know, but she didn't ask that question, how long and how much. But I'm just giving an example that it took almost 10 years for her to gain 120 pounds. It probably cost tens of thousands of dollars to do that. Let's say, let's say $10,000. Just food over 10 years, eating, just eating, dining out, whatever. Let's just say 10000 bucks. And yet it's going to take – it may cost you a few hundred dollars to five, six – anywhere from 200 to $600 to, to reverse that damage. And it may take you two, three, six, two, three, four, five, six months to reverse that. In the scheme of things, it's one tenth of the money you spent to get there. It's coming off in not even a tenth of the time it took you to get there, but that's still not fast enough for the average person because they want it tomorrow. They somehow want to drop 40, 50, 60, 70, 100 pounds in 30, 40, 50 days. And still, that's not even that's not unrealistic. You know, if you if you if you know, with given the the programs we have, but if I say you can do that, but are you willing to run four miles a day and eat on time and do this and go out there to go to the gym three four times twice a day for for the next four four months? Most people go, hell no, no, I don't want to do that. I can't do that. I, I can't afford to do that. I don't have time to do that. I, I can't. I got this that, and they would have excuses. So you got to really think about what is it you say you want and what are you willing to do to get it. And what are you willing to let get in your way? Because for a lot of you, and it may not be you on the phone, or it may be you on the phone, only you know it. I'm guessing there's a good portion of you. If you're on this call, you're on this call because you understood the words in the, in the sentence that I was talking about, even though they were misspelled. <laughs> I love that. Um, that you knew that, that somehow this conversation may have something to do with you in it. So if, in fact, you really want what you want, you got to figure that you've been letting a $21 or $25 item in your house that you voluntarily put there, that you voluntarily stand on every single day, steal your dreams. If you break it down like that, it makes, you, it, makes it seem pretty ridiculous that we let something in our, in our life have that much power that it's going to change the way we speak to our wife and our kids change the way we act towards our, co- our colleagues and friends and family, change the way we feel about ourselves. more importantly, change the way we talk about ourselves. change the way, we, the way we want to live, the body we want to have, and the dreams we want to do, and the things we want to have, because we can't live without it. And again, it gives us no value, no value at all, only on happy dance days, though. And maybe happy dance days feel so good that it's worth feeling so bad the other 90% of the time? I don't think so, though. I don't think anything is worth it. We can find something else to make you feel that good. I think if you could put together four or five, six or seven days in a row of, of following your plan and, and feeling great and watching your inches drop with your measurements and watching your body fat drop, you would feel pretty good when people look at you going, hey, you look fantastic. Or when you finally, you know what it feels like because many of you have already been somewhere close to the body of your life, within 50 pounds of it, 30, 40 pounds of it. And coming from 200 or whatever, that's still dramatic enough where people have looked at you and went, oh, my God, you look amazing. And now you hide because you don't look that way anymore and you don't feel that way anymore. And they look at you and they go, oh, shit, man, it's just sad that, you know, so-and-so put all that weight back on. 
and they and some of them rabble rabble in. Oh, I told you that way that diet wouldn't last. Well, I told you that wouldn't last. And that's their shit. That's not yours. But the point is that I don't want you to let this inanimate object steal your life or steal your dreams anymore. Starting today. So my challenge for you, um, if you want to play the game, I want you to take the scale. If you hear this podcast, whenever you hear this podcast, if it's today, if it's a year from now, if it's a week from now, if it's an hour from now or a minute from now, I want you to take the scale, give it one last weigh-in, write the number down. doesn't matter if it's a.m. or p.m. If you want to wait till the morning, let's call it a, a scale. Let's call this, you know, I, I can't think of anything clever right now, but tomorrow is March 25th. You know, the Easter scale, put away, I don't care, whatever you want to call it. But bottom line, tomorrow morning, get on that bad boy one last time and stick it in the closet or stick it in the cabinet or take the batteries out of it. If you want to get on it, take the batteries out of it and have it just be blank. Make up whatever number you want. Take a, stick, take a piece of uh, duct tape, take a piece of uh, masking tape and write down the number you want to be. And that's the number you see every day. That's even better. I love that idea. Man, you're brilliant, Colin. Write down that number you want to be. If it's 125 pounds, you write down a big old Sharpie and take a little masking tape, cover that screen up, screen up. If you want to get really pretty about it, take a little razor blade and cut it around the screen so the screen looks perfect. And I want you to put in 125 pounds and get on that scale every day and stare at that number because that's going to make you feel empowered. That's going to make you feel good. That's going to tell you your truth. If it's 180 pounds, if you're a dude, or 190 pounds and shredded, or 190 pounds soaking wet, whatever that number is, Paint that number over that, over that screen. Take those batteries out of it and stand on it every morning and celebrate. Do a happy dance. What you think about, you bring about. What you focus on, you bring about. If that's the number you want, then put the number you want on that scale and look at it. If you want to get on that scale every day, that's the only way you get on that scale. That's the only way that scale gives you the right feedback. And then 21 days from now, you can peel that tape off and you can get on it if you feel like it. Most of you won't have to because you're going to learn how to use the tape measure as your best friend, the body fat calculation as your best friend, your clothes and, and, and how your clothes are fitting and how their dresses are fitting, how your bikini is starting to be able to rock that thing come, come two months from now. When your friends and your colleagues and your coworkers look at you and they go, damn, what happened to you? Girl, God, you look badass. You go, yes, I do. And guess what? My scale tells me every morning that I weigh 125 pounds or 185 pounds. And that, that sucker never lies to me. That makes me emotional. That excites me. That whole, this whole conversation was worth that one moment of coming up with that one thing that I did not think about until the second it came to my mind. Because that empowers me. That excites me. To know that you're, you're speaking your truth, that I know how powerful the mind is. I know how powerful if you focus on something with, with positive um, love and positive thought and positive inspiration and you connect good feelings to it, the universe will make it happen for you. It cannot miss. It is a zero failure possibility when you focus with positive energy and love and, 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 and you're putting good feelings towards an emotion. So you write down on that scale whatever number you want, and I want you to make that number the number, not the number. I'd feel good if I could get back into my clothes. I, I, you're, if you're 5'2", and you're 5'3", or 5'2", like this girl was, and, her, and the last time she weighed her shoes, she knows her natural body weight is 120, 125 pounds. Don't put 160 because you're 240. That's not your number. That is your 
I'm just I make me feel comfortable number. I mean, I'll be comfortable with that because you don't believe in the impossible or you don't believe in the possible. I want you to put the number that you're that God gave. And if you're one of those people that don't, you've never you can't be you can't even know what your natural number is, call me, I'll tell you what it is. Call my number, I'll take your stats, and I'll tell you what my professional opinion is of where your natural body weight is and what number you should put on that on that on that um on that scale. I'll give my number right now, 424-262-2011, 424-262-2011. You call me. I'll give you that number. If you can't give it to yourself, I'll give it to you. And you write that number down on that scale, and you look at that, and that's the only way you get on. So you have two choices. You put the scale away. You put it in the closet for 21 days and don't look at it ever again. Take the batteries out of that sucker so you're not even tempted. Or you put, tape, put masking tape all over the front of that and make it nice and pretty and make it the window, and you write down the number on that window that you want to see, and that's the only number you see. And every day you look at it, you smile, and you do a happy dance, and you say, thank you, Jesus, and you go about your day. And you listen to the, and you, and you let your senses do the rest. You measure, you tape measure your body fat. You let your friends and family tell you how wonderful, amazing you look and feel and how you sound. You wake up in the morning, you see how well-rested you felt, how your energy feels good. You feel like going to the gym, go to the gym and knock it out and celebrate you. That's how you love yourself into the body of your life. Not by letting a $21 machine tell you you're a piece of crap. That ends right now. Ends today. Ends in this morning, in this moment. Ends tomorrow morning. One last way in, cover it up, take it off, dismantle it, put it away. 21 days, that's the challenge. I hope you're in. I hope you love yourself enough to do it. I love you enough to do it. I know what your number is. All you got to do is know what your number is too. And once you do, and once you see yourself at that number, we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate you. You're 120, you're 140, you're 150, whatever that number is. It doesn't matter what the number is. And if you're one of those people that, <coughs> that don't want to focus on number and want to focus on body fat, which is the smartest thing that we'll focus on. When those numbers start getting into, if you're a woman, you start getting 20% or lower, sub 20%, you're in rock star status. If you're a guy and you're in the, now in the, the high teens or starting to, you want to be in single digits or you know, double, low double digits, you're in rock star status, which means you're in the top 5% of most adults in any, in any age group in the world when you're in the teens in body fat. And it doesn't matter if you're 26 or 76. I got a, there's a guy on my team, he's a doctor, he's one of the formulators of our products, and he is 76 years old, and he's 5% body fat, and he is shredded. Shredded. So it doesn't matter how old you are. Don't let the, all the menopause and the this, that, don't give yourself those bullshit excuses. That doesn't mean, that doesn't, that doesn't have to stop you from being lean and sexy at any age. At any age. So we got about 15 minutes um, to go. I know you can hear my dogs are barking at dogs going by. This is one thing I love about this radio show. It's live. It's real. They have been so quiet because I've locked their, locked their butts outside. But I know how sensitive my mic is. So you probably can hear them barking. But um, So I want to do a little exercise that I, that I learned from, um, from a guy I listen to every morning named Lenny Evans. And he does something very powerful with everybody on the phone. I want to do that with you guys now. And you guys want to participate. I just want you to breathe for a minute. So I just want to take a deep breath in and take it in now. I want you to hold it just for a few seconds. Just hold it in. Just stand up straight, chest out. Don't slouch. I want you to let it out. 
I want you to say, I am. And throw in that number that you're going to put on the scale. So I am 193 pounds. And throw in that number. And every morning I want you to say, I am. I am is a loving statement that you say to yourself. That means that's, 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 you, you, that, that's you and God connecting and saying, I am all the amazing things that you are. Not what the scale tells you you are. Not what the liar has been telling you. So you are amazing. You are beautiful. You are sexy. You are lovable and loving. You are a great mom or a great dad. You are a great employee or a great employer. You are a great woman or a great man. You are smart. You are rich. You are anything you are, because I am. And with that, I'm going to end this call. No Q&A today, because I think it's just being end, ending on a perfect note. Just I am. I'm so excited that this conversation, once again, with spirit, went to a place that totally inspires me. That we're going, I'm going to take my own scale, guys. I'm going to follow my own advice. Think I'm not. And the reason why I say I'm going to take an exacto knife and make it through, because that's just I know how I am. <laughs> I don't like it being sloppy, so I'm going to put my little masking tape. I'm going to find masking tape. I'm going to tape up the window on my scale, and I'm going to write that number in. And I'm going to get out of it every day and do exactly what I'm telling you to do. I never, I never ask you to do something I'm not willing to do myself. Even though I think I have a pretty healthy relationship with the scale, but I just know how powerful that exercise will be for anybody, regardless of what the relationship is with the scale. Make the number be what you want it to be, and you will be that number. Simple as that. That's how the universe works. It's amazing how it works. And so for that one powerful lesson that came out of that, one powerful idea that I think is an amazing idea. I mean, when I, I feel pretty damn inspired by it. So that's really all that matters, but I hope you do too. And every week I'm here and you guys are here, I feel the love, and that's how it, that's how it comes together. That's how it comes out. That's how the message gets landed the right way. And so I thank you for that. I thank you for being here. I thank you for allowing me to share the love and to feel the love and do what I do because it's amazing. And I love where I thought this conversation was going one place and where it ended up. And I'm just, I'm, I'm so filled with just, uh, I just feel, I'm so amazed and feel, I feel so amazed right now. I was going to let it go, let it go and close on that, on that note. I love you guys for being here. Thanks so much for being here. If you want your number, if you need to know your number, if you can't come up with that number yourself, I'm very serious. I, don't, I, put, my, I put my telephone number out on the Internet. I've been doing it since uh, 2008. You know what? People, I may have a crazy one call me every now and again, but bottom line is I believe the universe connects me with the people that need to be connected to me. So if you need to know that number, if you need me to break it down for you because you just can't bring your – your, your heart and your mind to connect to who your real number is, who you're really supposed to be, let me help you do that. I'd love to do that. But if you know that number, if you think you, it doesn't matter, and make it as ridiculous as you think it is. The more ridiculous you think it is, the closer it is to your truth. Write that number down. Send me a, a Facebook note, a message, or send me an email, or send me a text or a tweet that you're, that you're actually doing this exercise. Um, that would really tickle me that you're actually doing it because um, I really hope the conversation lands on you. I really hope that that um, some of the stuff I said here will help you change your relationship with your scale and, and, and let yourself, let you love you enough to really, really get you to want to go. Because I want to see every, each and every one of you celebrate the body of your life. It's an amazing place to be. Trust me. 
amazing. You don't need to miss out on it. You just need to put it together, stay to keep it together one day at a time. All right, guys, got to go. Love you bunches. Find some music to play over here as I close out, and I'll see you next week. Take care. Namaste. Wow.